One, two, three. Close enough. Do you want me to do it again? I was no, no. for you. No, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll just, I'll be able to get it close enough at least. Okay, sorry. So let's start over. Hello, and welcome to Matters of Engagement, a podcast exploring the complex world of patient engagement and partnership. I'm Jennifer Johannesson. And I'm Emily Nicholas Angle. It'll be another week or so until we release our next scheduled episode. So we thought this would be a perfect opportunity to give listeners a bit of insight into how we approach making this podcast. This is our unscripted but lightly edited conversation about everything from interviewing guests to how we think about scripting and editing to why we love working together on this podcast. We started by talking about how every episode is unique and things just rolled from there. Components to consider. I mean, first and foremost, of course, I th- well, I think the, the first thing I think of is the guest themselves. You know, what sort of position do they have in the field, and who are they? Who are they to others? Who are they in their own minds? <laughs> you know, and are we inviting them on as a kind of critical commentator? Are we inviting them on as a kind of um, example of something that happens out in the world? And so that shifts how we think about them and how we want to script things. So there's that piece, but then you're right, there's also the topics we've already covered. What do we think is already out there in terms of content and what have our listeners already heard in other forums and is this even interesting? Are we just contributing to the to the pile of stuff that's already been mused over? So yeah, that I it's it's all it's all intertwined and um yeah, I I I can't imagine we would come up with some perfect formula. One thing that struck me is that I obviously have some ideas in my head that sort of float around a lot. Um, And I think one of the things is when I hear someone speaking, not to be already thinking of those things, because what I found is it's really shaped some of my ideas or or taken me a step back or, or something with some of the guests where you know, I have to fight that urge to be like, but don't you think this? Or um, or after they've spoken to kind of say, yeah, like I think that underlines this. And to say, no, like step all of that aside, what did they say? I, I This is the sort of thing I wake up in the night about wondering if we've done sort of done justice to what they said and not inserted ourselves too much or or made it too much about things that I already was thinking. That That really weighs on me. Mm-hmm. Well, it also, it's it's a, even, even if it didn't weigh on you, <laughs> it would still be a hard, a hard balance to strike. When we're in the interviews and we're talking to people, we're not just having a conversation. We're also thinking about how to shape the episode. We're thinking about all the conversations you and I had prior to talking to them. And we may have even had a pre-conversation with the person that we're now recording and interviewing. So there's so much context for the conversation that it's almost impossible to just, you know, be be naive, you know, and 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 just chat because we've got so much else going on. And but I, I would say it's partly that, yeah, it's the wearing of the different hats that because we have to be listening for different things at the same time while we're talking. And and I'm so glad that the two of us actually do the interviews because there's times when I, like I, it's not that I'm tuning out, but I'm tracking a different thought while the person is still talking. And so I may have lost some of what they've said. So when we listen back to interviews, I'm like, oh, wow, they said something really interesting there. And I'm glad Emily was listening to pick up on it. 
just speaks to the subjective nature of this stuff. I'll hear something and I'll be like, you know when they said that and they were saying about how this and, and you'll say, no, I don't think that's what they were saying at all. I think they were saying this. And then we really have to dig into exactly what they were saying. And that really helps because I find what it does is it stops me where it's necessary to stop in terms of assumptions a little bit better. Um, one struggle, I think, with this format um, is that we do the interview, but we don't just play the interview. We do this extra bit on the end, which means we've removed that person from the ability to like comment on that or just to be part of that conversation. And I think it works in, in its own way, but um, but it does add it does add a different onus and a different um, level of scrutiny, I think, or consideration that, you know, obviously if we just designed the questions for the interview and then did the interview and played it as our podcast, you know, we wouldn't have to consider. Mm-hmm. I think the other piece that gets tricky is you and I pour over the transcript. And these are words that are spoken temporally or whatever, you know, like they're they're in a moment in time and we're not necessarily scripted by the other person. And so the things that they say, they may not want to, you know, live and die by the one thing they said that one time. And and you and I are trying to extract meaning from these spoken words of somebody who maybe you know, they were maybe speaking off the cuff and wouldn't necessarily want to be held to the words that they said. So, I mean, we're obviously trying to figure that out by letting people now hear hear what we've recorded before we carry on so that they can, um, you know, have the option to take out pieces that they may have said or or reflect on them differently. So that's a good learning. But I, I still find that there's risk there in catching somebody out inadvertently when, you know, we're we're trying to extract meaning from what they said and yet they maybe didn't think that hard about it <laughs> and I think it's been a lesson for me in speaking on the record because <laughs> I think most of us don't have much experience with that unless we're constantly being interviewed for things or or whatever is the fact that you know what came out of your mouth is what you said so people are going to use it as what you said um, and what you meant that's really tricky, you know, because it's it's true. There's probably lots of stuff that we all say that genuinely is not what we meant. And so I think it's been a good lesson for me to be more considerate. You wouldn't know by my talking, but I'm, I am learning. Should have heard me before I started the podcast. Well, I think one of the things that uh, helps, well, will help in the future that we're still working on is is trying to get clear on what our own agenda is because I think up until now we've been, you know, earnestly just interviewing people around certain topics or something that they've written or something we think, you know, they would have some interesting comments on, but it's rarely about the person. Like there are, there's few celebrities, <laughs> you know, in the patient engagement world. So it's more about people who, who have a particular, vantage point or perspective or um, an expertise and we want to hear what those words are and that person themselves you know we're not trying to elevate them so I guess what I'm saying is playing a full-length interview where it's just the world according to the guest it doesn't quite satisfy I think what you and I want to construct in an episode and yet we haven't really come out and declared what it is we're trying to construct <laughs> in an episode or, you know, nor do we really tell the person because we don't really know yet until after we've talked to them what it's going to be. So I think once we get a little clearer on an overall editorial statement, 
which I think we're kind of constructing as we go. Like it's getting clearer every time how we negotiate topics, how we negotiate guests and or navigate rather, like those those sorts of things. But I don't think it's terribly obvious to the listeners what what that agenda actually is. I am clear, I think, that I come from a critical point of view. And and not just not just because I'm like inherently pessimistic. I mean I am, <laughs> but I also feel like in this field somebody has to hold space for that. And that doesn't mean I don't see some of the things that other people are saying about, you know, their, what they get out of it and why it's meaningful to them. And I think that's a part of my growth over the past little while is, is now that I've encountered people in a much more intimate way, I can see just how passionate people are and how their identities are connected to the work that they do in engagement. So I, I feel like I've developed more empathy around that and more curiosity as opposed to just wanting to take the whole thing down. <laughs> um, and yet, at the same time, I, I personally have a bit of a mission of speaking truth to power. And I feel like even though there are good people doing good things, I'm not necessarily wanting to like call them pawns in somebody else's evil game. I, I think that's there's nothing helped by that. But uh I'm not going to include any of this, <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like that is the case actually, that there's a machine at work. And even if we can't escape it, I think it's important to, to hold space for calling to, to naming it and talking about it. I felt like when I started in engagement work, I felt really solid in this kind of concept or the logic of experience experience of healthcare and and the way people experience it and what happens outside of you know clinical research and these things is really relevant to making good care um but i had no concept of engagement shalom gluberman who is the first person i met was sort of talking about this idea of not advocacy but having people working with other healthcare providers to kind of share experience and, and shape things. It sort of, it resonated for me in terms of the logic of having a system which wasn't just based on like, fix you, now you're fixed, now you go home. And I think when I started, I felt like good about it. I was like, yeah, like let's get these voices, let's get these experiences included without much thought about what that would really mean or, um, or presuppositions. And then it sort of happened and then it all just built, got built, and it was in research, and it was in institutions, and there was like engagement, this, that, and the other, and and I was in it, and I don't think I thought, you know, as much about it as I could have, but also it was just going so fast, and I was doing a lot of work in, in various, and so... I think I really had a bit of like a point where I hit where I'm like, I don't know if I can just do this without criticizing it because where does that happen the logic that i felt was there didn't uphold all that was going on my somewhat agenda for coming here was just a trying to understand it for myself and also feeling kind of like a moral imperative to be like if i'm gonna do this work like i better be able to speak that i understand why i'm doing it or know what's going on and also just that i was really disheartened by how few places I could go to read stuff like yours or to find conversations like I'd had with you. And it felt like for me, the agenda was sort of like, well, let's have it happen a little bit more broadly or like, can we do this in a bit more of a structured way? 
have others included more. And also I was curious with so many other people whether they were willing to go there. There's something here like I don't even know yet what it's going to be or what I'm trying to understand because the more I talk to people, the more it feels a bit like a moving target and my thoughts are being shaped and even assumptions I had are being shaped. So if anything, I feel like my agenda's decreased, but my curiosity's increased and my want to give more just like a practical structure to things like how we approach interviewing guests and maybe some of the topics we want to make sure we and how we we do our critical part or those sorts of things have become more important. I mean, we'd been, you and I had been talking about a podcast idea kind of very broadly before this project came to be specifically. Um, but I, I think just the nature of our arrangement and how we negotiate tasks and things like that and, and the fact that this was this started from a contract I or an agreement I had with Asu. So anyway, all of that to say that, I mean, you've, you've had to kind of naturally absorb some of my agenda <laughs> just because that's, you know, where, um, you know, how these two seasons have been shaped so far. I mean, that's not to say that that would always be the case, but I, I do feel like sometimes I push, I push for more criticism and you would like, you have you have an, a more open, curious mind than I do. But I think that was our understanding going in. And that was kind of the point of having us both is I was also critical, but I had a little bit more of an openness and perhaps more of just anxiety in general about, oh, do we want to? But to be honest, too, and I think just from a more selfish perspective, that leadership or that sense of you pushing me a little bit and you was kind of of interest to me, <laughs> was kind of like in what I wanted out of it. Um, also, I just, I have a three-year-old. I have, you know, certain things that that consume me in, in a way that I knew that I couldn't do justice to certain aspects of this, that you have the skills and the the ability to do. And I've learned so much. Like, I love it. I, I think I have a sense now of where you're, where you're going to come up against some of your boundaries or like, you know, okay, Jen, you've, you've gone way out in left field here. <laughs> like, let's talk about this. And so I have a sense of that. And I think you have a sense too, of where I've maybe just been, you know, throwing some stuff against the wall, trying to see if this works, trying to see if this fits. And like, I feel like you, you're holding a certain end and I'm holding a certain end and we meet kind of in the middle. <laughs> so it works, it works really well. And I was pretty clear at the beginning that this couldn't just be me, me and my big mouth, you know, holding forth about engagement and that um, I needed another big mouth to, <laughs> to come and join me. Your implementation experience brings a lens to this that I don't have because I've been known more as a critic and, you know, to, to what, to whatever extent I have a reputation in this, I do feel like that, um, you know, for the benefit of the project and the benefit of our guests and our listeners, like just even even these personas of, you know, light and dark <laughs> kind of coming yeah. together, I think serves the project well. There's certainly been a, a sort of way of working together that's developed and it's come somewhat, I think, from actually talking more because of COVID. I think we would have tried to book more in-person appointments to do our work and therefore not spoken as much in between. And But the sort of ability to kind of, and I think that's immensely helped 
the kind of level of consideration that we can give to things. Because instead of saying like, for this script, you and I will sit down for an hour and we'll work it out and then it'll get done whatever that is, you know, there wouldn't be as many iterations. And I think it's certainly been beneficial for my thinking, let alone I think, you know, for if people saw the scripts when they started versus when we actually, like they heard them. I think there is a there's quite a big difference and that comes from the fact that we probably talked through it like quite a good deal. And one thing I was going to comment on something you said earlier, I I think you know listeners who maybe enjoy the podcast, you know, in in the context of all the other podcasts they listen to and just sort of comes and goes like you know, they're probably not thinking too deeply about all the work that we put into it, but <laughs> I think what it, what might uh, surprise listeners is just how much writing work there is with this project that I think of it primarily as a writing task. Um, and that may just be because the production stuff comes naturally to like, it's part of my professional work too. So I don't, I don't have to outsource it. I just do it myself. It's just piecing the things together, but it's the writing and the, the thing, which of course is also thinking it's, you know, in my mind, writing is thinking in action. And so you and I go through a lot of iterations of the script and kind of negotiating or navigating what we're going to include, what not to include, what's too much, what's too little, you know, do we need to do a deeper dive conceptually into something? Is this too much of a shorthand? There's all of that. And I think it comes out in the writing and it's, um, you know, hopefully the episode itself sounds a little more easeful than that (laughs) because we've done all that work up front. I don't think I could have ever anticipated how intellectually heavy this project would be because initially I did think that it would probably be more like an interview. And then we might write a little, we thought we'd write like um, a uh, sort of blog to go with it, right? We thought we'd have like a research paper or something. We talked to the person about it and then there'd be a blog to go with it and maybe summarize it. And so in my head, you know, that's pretty straightforward. And then we got to the point where we are really just listening to the interview first and trying to pull out what the episode was. And then we would, you would do the first draft and then we would work on it together. And this kind of thinking is what I needed to do, let alone wanted to do, to do the work I do in the implementation stuff. I mean, the amount of writing you do for this, I can't imagine how exhausting that is because like the thought that that takes, let alone then my editing with you and working through the, I didn't expect it to be so sort of mentally consuming. Yeah, the the writing part, I mean, similar to the production stuff, you know, I, I mean, people would know, you know, I do a lot of writing uh, typically and and have done so in the past and Part of the challenge for me has been trying to find a writing voice that um, is a voice. <laughs> so speaking words is very different than writing an essay. And then also, you know, trying to figure out where you and I start and stop. And, you know, there is some degree of like, we might agree on a point, but it makes more sense for me to say it or for you to say it. So then we're trying to figure out like, what are, what would what what would Emily say? <laughs> And what would Jen say? And mm. so there's this, there is this piece of performance and putting together a production or a package that makes our point, um, but, you know, without being inauthentic. And so there's, yeah, a lot of navigating of that. So that that's a piece I've been learning as we go for sure. And, and also learning to um, let things go, like just 
you know, put it out and see what the world thinks and carry on. And we can't be perfectionists because we'll never get anything done. Mm -hmm. um, even though I have to say that each one of our episodes feels like, you know, you and I are putting together a an hour-long conference presentation every single time mm -hmm. um, a lot, and, and submitting a paper to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> so That's it is what it feels like I know I know so it yeah it makes a lot of sense to me that it's um all consuming and then we're also trying to string together concepts and episodes and build on themes and we haven't talked about this a lot actually but um, well it sort of comes out when we when we figure out what episode is coming next and how are we stringing together various episodes like we know that there's a thread that we're trying to build on and that if our if our listeners are following us from the beginning what have we done so far that kind of primes people to think about this topic? And are we ready yet? And are there things that might be, you know, too out there to bring forward yet when we haven't really done some of the foundational stuff? And, you know, so our, our interests often range very widely, but we have to at some point just put out an episode. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah, so learning, learning to just let go of perfection and also, um, I mean, you, th this this came up in you know this comes up in every episode where we're trying to decide how much of a point are we wanting to make and or how many points are we going to make about this, and does it always just come back to, you know, what's Why the purpose of engagement? Why are we <laughs> yeah. doing this? You know, it does. There's the it always comes back to the same fundamental questions, and so then I think, well, so should we just never talk about that because that's what everything is about, or should we only talk about that because that's a, like I sometimes feel like that. I'm like, should that always be our first question? Like, why do you, what do you think this is all about? But um, like, I think there's in terms of like this, what this is like discussing it. This is also what's so good about this process is this kind of constant reflect it's like there's the reflecting on the podcast there's the reflecting on the episode there's the and this is this has been such a big part of it for for me at least in terms of doing the the podcast is this kind of progressive sense of like what it is that we want to do with it and I find that aspect of the work really really interesting too I don't know exactly out of this recording what we should put in but we should definitely call it letting go of perfection oh my god that's so nice hashtag blessed you, well you said it i was like you said it and i'm like oh that's a hashtag right there and that's it thanks for listening if you have any suggestions or comments please get in touch at mattersofengagement.com this episode was written and produced by jennifer johannesson and emily nicholas angle with generous financial contribution from the Ontario Sports Support Unit, or OSU, which is jointly funded by the Government of Ontario and the Canadian Institutes of Health Research, or CIHR. The views and opinions expressed in this episode belong solely to the producers or their guests and are not to be considered endorsed by OSU, the Government of Ontario, or CIHR.